Hey, it's Katie here with our second Copper and Heat family mail. Thank you so much for taking our listener survey if you've already done it. It's really great to hear what y'all are thinking of the show. If you haven't done it yet, the link is in the show notes. You're about to hear our first ever family mail story that was sent in. I'm doing a little happy dance over here. So here's Megan. Hello, my name is Megan Stout, and I am the chef de cuisine at Make Ready Libations and Liberations in Nashville, Tennessee at the Noel Hotel. Um, And I'm here to share my story. I've been cooking for about 13 years. Being a black woman in this industry, my mother always told me, you have to be better. You have to work harder. You have to work, you have to be smarter. You have to be wise. You have to work twice as hard in order to be seen as equal as non-people of color. And she's right. Working in kitchens, even starting out as a, in a university, I was paid minimum wage while non-people of color were paid starting $8 an hour. Um, and that continued on in every restaurant I worked at. I worked in a Michigan restaurant where I started off at $10 an hour. And this was in 2016, $10 an hour. I worked there for over a year. And I got to a point where I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I wouldn't be able to pay my rent. I wouldn't be able to eat. I didn't know what I was gonna do. And I begged my boss to give me a raise. And when she finally did, she said, I don't care what happens to me. I'm gonna get in trouble for paying you more, even though you're the best cook in the establishment, even though you work more hours, but you're required to clock out so we can be hush-hush about your overtime. Right, I'm gonna stick my neck off of you and make sure you get paid $14 an hour. And when she told me that, I cried, I bawled, I could not hold back my tears because at the end of the day, despite of the pride that you think that you will obtain for being a chef and being regal and looking like the stars that you fantasize about, you have to eat. You have to eat. always been underpaid um, and paid less than my counterparts and sometimes my cooks and my chefs. So right now I'm at a good part of my life where that isn't the case. But at establishment, the last place that I worked, that was absolutely the case. So I was asked to come into um an establishment that really needed a lot of love and it really needed a lot of attention and really needed a lot of revamping. I was coming in with an executive chef who was tenured in Dallas um, and we would basically lead a team and revamp and rebuild a broken culture. We got to a point where we were really settled. We were really good in the team. We had a really strong team. We just needed a sous chef. So in comes a sous chef that my chef had worked with before. Um, my chef was not happy about this sous chef. Um, the sous chef didn't have any major problems or attitude problems. He just wasn't as driven and was described as being aloof and kind of lazy. <laughs> so uh, I was kind of tasked to lead him, lead him and give him direction. Within my time of leading him and giving him direction, he was never combative extremely respectful um, and always really, really wanting to learn from me, which to be honest, was <laughs> very refreshing um, working with a white cis male that rarely was the case. Um, and he was a really awesome guy. 
one day um, I went to my computer to complete some uh, timesheets and this uh, sous chef continued to log into my computer login when he forgot his own login, which happened pretty frequently. Uh, the first thing that was on the page was his timesheets and his pay stub. I always thought it was odd that I didn't get access to his pay stubs um, because I was supervising him. Um, but then when I saw how much he was getting paid, it makes sense. Um, he was making about $8,000 more than me, although I was supervising him. I wasn't shocked. I was more disappointed in my executive chef for allowing this to happen. I spoke to him about it. He's like, of course, you deserve to make more money. I've been pushing for it from the beginning. And when somebody says that to me, um, I can be pretty callous when people say that they assure me that they're, and they promise me to do something like pay me what I'm actually worth. Um, that very rarely happens. I went up to HR and I brought up the matter very privately. I'm like, hey, why is the chef that I'm supervising making so much more money than me? And instead of answering the question, they say, well, chef, you're making a little bit more than average than the other chefs. <laughs> and I paused because the framing and their words were very particular. They didn't say what my title was. They didn't say what the other t chef's titles were. They didn't say the tenure of myself or my experience. They didn't say the tenure or the experience of any of the other chefs. They said very vaguely that I make more than average. Average of fucking what? A junior sous chef? An executive chef? The banquet chef? You know, like, what do you mean by that? And in that moment in time, and the fact that my HR director became very defensive, <laughs> their decision to pay my inferior made me realize, okay, there's very little that I can do about this situation and I should move on. Being a chef was, was not always something to be respected and seen on TV. It was something lowly. It was something that people had to do in order to make ends meet. And there's always going to be an underculture and underlining that where chefs and establishments take advantage of those people because they know that they have no, op they have no option. They rely on the misfits and the outcasts of this world in order to make money because they lie to you and tell you that you shouldn't be making money right now. You should just be happy to learn from me. But this is a multi-billion dollar industry. You need the misfits. You need for people to have economic struggle and hardship in order for you to be successful. Even more so for people of color. Even more so for women of color who are in the situation. This industry is very unfair to people of color, especially women black women um, who ask to be seen as equal and respected. Thank you so much for listening to Copper and Heat Family Meal. And a huge thank you to Megan for sharing your stories with us. 
I know y'all have some really wild stories about working in the industry, especially related to money. I keep hearing about them. So record a voice memo on your phone and just send them to hello at copperandheat.com. Pretend like you're sitting in a bar after work, you're having a beer with your coworkers, and you start by saying, you wouldn't fucking believe it, but this one time, etc., etc. So send them over. Oh yeah, and fill out our survey, please. You'll be hearing from us again soon. Bye.